0: Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. We have Shelly Goldstein coming to the mic. She is the founder of the Big Idea Company. She has gone from costume design on Broadway to digital mastery, uh, from circus costumes to entrepreneurial journey. She has covered so many bases, and we really talk about letting go of perfection and how that has shown up in her early days to everything she's done to right now we all strive to be perfect in some capacity and even though we know it's not real we still chase it so this is an awesome conversation for everyone out there trying to be perfect just let it go thank you so much for the conversation Shelly I can't wait to keep in touch and see what's next for you cheers don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are listening to podcasts and check us out on YouTube if you want to see that video
1: welcome to turmeric and tequila with your host Kristen Olson Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time.
0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm very excited. We are at a, another PodMax event. Shout out to On Air Brands. Uh, first interview of the day. We are kicking it off early here in Colorado. I have Shelly Goldstein, she is the founder of The Big Idea Company, and I'm going to let her unpack her uh, way of, or journey of how she got here, but we have a multitude of incredible things, including costume design uh, on Broadway, marketing, and digital experience. Without further ado, Shelly, welcome to Tumeric and Tequila. Well, thank you, Kristen. Really glad to be here today. I'm super excited. We always get um, a very diverse group of people at PodMax, which is always exciting. Every time I go to read the background, I'm surprised by something. Uh, Designing costumes for the Ringling Brothers is is very interesting. I'm sure you could unpack a ton there. But tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about you, something that I I couldn't have read on LinkedIn or the bio sheet.
1: (laughs) Well, the interesting thing is I was never that kid that drew within the lines. So it will be a very exciting journey, or it has been for me. So maybe I'm packing it'll be more exciting. But, you know, starting out as a young kid, as early as I can remember in kindergarten, my teacher would send me home with notes to my mother saying, I've never seen a kid this young rip up her artwork, because it wasn't perfect. Okay. Now, you can't learn that necessarily. I think I probably flew out of the room like that, but I have spent my life learning how to let go of that perfection. But the idea of starting with that, starting with that
0: point of identity for me has really led me to where I am today. That... That is very eloquently said. And I always talk about leaning into our young selves because I think that is our truth and our our authentic being before the world comes in and, you know, j- makes us jaded or brands us or, you know, shifts our thinking. Um, and that is fascinating to me as a phenomenal creative that you are, that perfection is such an angle because in creativity, there is no perfect. Uh, tell me about how, coming out of high school, which is tough for all of us. I don't care if even if you're the star athlete or prom queen or whatever, which I was neither of those, but, um, I think everybody kind of has their woes. Tell me about something, your first journey of really understanding that perfection is really not attainable. Did that happen in high school, college years, or was that much later? you know that's about the time that it started to 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 creep into my brain uh, out
1: of high school my first job was at a costume company in new york city one of the biggest ones eve's costume company and i had this idea of perfection i mean with sports with art with science anything i went into i was highly competitive with myself to the point where you know I spent so much energy trying trying to make something attainable that wasn't attainable. And in those early days of being a costume designer, I learned very early from a mentor of mine that when the curtain goes up on the stage and the audience, the first seat is about 50 feet away, you can't be standing there, Shelly, holding the pins on the dress. You have to be out of there, it's done, your job is done. And they're not gonna see the fact that the button isn't on the dress or doesn't match the color of the dress. And that has stuck with me all along. It did take me, and it's still taking me a lifetime to unpack that and unravel that idea. But I think about that idea, all, that's my little trigger, to say the button, the button, did it match? It doesn't have to match. Yeah.
0: I love that. I I really hail from the opposite side of the spectrum. For some reason, I always had this naive concept in my mind like, it's all good. We'll just figure it out. And I, as I've gotten to know my parents as adult humans, I see that I the apple does not fall far from the tree. And just the fact I'm one of four, and they used to. I don't really know how we're alive. My parents are amazing, but they were wild animals, and we all are. That's in our nature. Right. Um. But this idea, we, I do strive for greatness. I will say that. But I've always had this naive ability, be like, we just got to go. Like I walked onto a top twenty D1 lacrosse team, turned down scholarships, and I was, you know, a, from the Midwest. East Coast lacrosse was back in the day was way beyond where I, I didn't even know what I was getting into, but I had faith to just jump in. So that has served me throughout my life. And let me tell you, I've also run through the wall and learned many, many hard lessons because of it. But I also work with a lot of humans that are like you that do strive for that perfection and it's never really good enough. And so I've had to learn how to communicate and work with that mindset. And I think it's really, and I've learned a lot from it. So I I think that the balance of humans like me and humans like you are, it's that perfect middle ground. Uh, What are some of the, the initial steps you took to look at that perfection? And I don't want to say dial it back, but use it to your advantage.
1: Well, you know, you said mindset and that's really the key there. It's mindset is an interesting word because you set your mind to something is what we assume that really is all about. But the truth is, it's being flexible, being open to the change, being open to, and you even just mentioned something about this, just jumping off, letting something happen to you. The unknown is exciting. So as an athlete, I was a very aggressive skier and my thrill was just looking at the edge and just going forward and figuring out, I couldn't wait to just be in the air and then look down attack it, what's underneath me. I never wanted to know before that. So I started adapting that to my life. And maybe that's the mindset to set to be open and flexible, but I really just started to transition in that. And so as a young costume designer, it was all about things happening. You know, maybe the lighting doesn't work. Maybe the actor is sick that day in the lead and you have to resit somebody into a costume. And then leading me into other areas of the industry. I became a fashion designer, graphic designer. I built a marketing agency. And now, currently, I've taken the communications package, the idea of building identity and being a brand strategist from a costume perspective. Clothing was my tool, identifying a character. Through marketing, it was identifying the brand. Who are you? What do you represent? What's your heart in? You're not creating it. It's within that being within that company. Why did you start? To more recently, which is amazing and being open to just what if I became a speaking coach. So not only do I help you craft your message, but now I can coach you on how to say it. And I never saw this coming. So all these different steps of my career were just If I, you know, by letting go of, by having the mindset of just being open to it and saying, jump off that cliff, Shelly, and just figure it out when you get there, that has served me better than the holding on to the perfection and trying to control an idea or control how my life is going to be.
0: I, man, there's, there's a lot of uh, synergies there in my mind that are running as you speak to that. First of all, I love life skills through sports. I think it's so real. And the and that's why I'm so passionate about um, young people getting into sports at a young age and learning all those life skills, particularly our young women. I think it's such a phenomenal angle to have school and education without school. And you can be in your natural environment. You can be away from your parents. I think it's such an incredible space. And then in 2021. Well, and also I want to say I'm in Denver, Colorado. So if you're ever coming through to ski, please holler at me and we'll, we'll go hit the slopes. (laughs) I I might snowboard. We can do either, but, um, Sounds open cool. in, open <laughs> invitation here, uh, but also it, for 2021, what a phenomenal time to really address what's going on and really, I mean, really understand how much we do not control personally, professionally uh, in the government. Right. You know, it's, there's so much changing around us that we don't have control over so many things and to, to lean back into what we do control and let, and understand the power of letting go and letting go of that control and just taking faith, like getting back to our young selves and not questioning it. And I really got to give you a shout out because I also work in branding and marketing and creative space people always think, oh, you take something and you make it better. You tell a story. And the, the my 2021 version of what I've always believed in is no, you reveal what's always been there. It's not about creating and being all this creative, which we're good at, but truthfully, the best thing is already there. Whether you believe, I always say God, universe, or Madonna, whatever you believe. I'm a huge Madonna fan. It's, it's, it's all in there. Like, and whatever, however it was initially created, all we have to do is reveal that. So I love love that you said that um how and and the journey is how one thing leads to another I, ironically was having a conversation yesterday with someone that's like she's in the beauty space and she's like you know I people looked at taking this step into um this step in the direction was kind of a step down but she's like it's been so great And I always think like every step is a step in the right direction and again letting go of that control and just take take a step and know that the stone will be there and you can take one more step um I After you're doing the the costume design and the marketing company and now speaking, which of these pieces thus far has really been your favorite or you felt most like yourself? Wow. It's interesting because I really
1: felt like so much of me was in each component. The speaking is interesting because it is about verbal self-expression. The costume design was an different tool for that of self-expression because there was a little bit of me in all of that. And the same thing with marketing and graphic. I put my spin into all of these things. But I would have to say most, you know, I am always foremost and always will be a costume designer at heart. It's all about dressing the character. But the speaking truly, truly, truly is the most, most giving way for me to verbally self-express myself. I'm feeling so comfortable here, completely trusting of it. Um, and it just feels really good. I don't know if that's because of where I am in my life and all the things I've been through, you know, hindsight's twenty-twenty. 20, well, we won't sure. go there, but <laughs> you, know, you, you learn as you go along, you know, when your twenties are in one type of mindset, but I've
0: arrived at a point where, or a place where it just feels really good. Oh, that's amazing i i agree it's so funny that you know you're creating a character with with uh fashion design creativity which i my long-term goal at some point i and new york i just there's some piece in my heart i'm a colorado kid but i just adore new york city and the pace and the aggressiveness and I, I love it all um and the diversity and food at all hours and everything um but you're dressing a character and now as you do branding and marketing and speaking it's there's a through line there. Like you're still dressing the character. You're revealing what's within the character. You know, we'll say our heart space you're now taking from the inside and, and pulling it out. Uh, and the spoken word now more than ever, I think is so deeply powerful. I love visual, the costume, YouTube, whatever you see clubhouse now and these apps that are just voice coming out and you see words of our, our leaders in our government, how much each word really, really matters. So I think there's such an important space for conversation, but then, really intentional conversation through speaking it's so deeply powerful do you think that all of this skill set has come right on time not only for you as you're in full alignment it sounds like but also for our world like and you see isn't it kind of ironic to you that now in 2021 the spoken word is so important and here you are
1: in a miraculous way absolutely Kristen. i mean we you know I, as a marketer and a branding strategist, have been online for so long, since the early 2000s, you know, when, when websites were splash pages and there was this <laughs> little thing called MySpace that everybody yeah, was interested in right? Okay. Musicians and athletes. Um, and here we are, where the entire world from, you know, it, you know, senior citizens to kids in school, everybody is online. And, these are really challenging times. They're challenging in a negative hardship way and they're challenging in a very positive growth way. And I think we're all experiencing a little bit of both. We're not immune. And one thing that this time has done, yes, everything's culminated and come together and we're adjusting because man is the most adaptable creature. Mm -hmm. As much as we resist, we're adaptable. And if people are Luddites or have challenges with digital or computers, We're all here dealing with it yeah, Yeah. and that's the beauty of it. So yes, I think it's miraculous that it all came together in a package and it is changing where we are and who we are and how we communicate and you're right, we are reliant more now than ever on the spoken word. Mm -hmm. And if you think back to the days of pre-television and all that, what is, what happened back then? It was radio. And think of where people's minds were at that time in radio. They listened, they listened. And what happened in their mind, their imagination was theirs, their story, their truth, their version. But it was listening and perhaps over the last decades with the onset of technology and social and this and that, perhaps we've learned to listen less. And that's maybe how we got where we are today. And maybe this time is teaching us to listen more. I certainly, ironically, do that with speaking. Speaking is about listening more.
0: Absolutely. Well, communication, I think any in any relationship, personal, professional, your coach, your, your boyfriend, your whatever, that listening piece, and not just hearing it, but genuinely listening. People are telling you how they feel, what they're doing. It might not be super clear communication, but the message is there. And I agree with you. I, I don't I think that listening component has really gone out. Although I will say even in, you know, very surface level examples, you see homes being built with um, audio rooms where there's no TV, you just listen to podcasts or music and uh, vinyls coming back. Again, I think our young humans are coming to the table asking these deeper questions long before I did and questioning a better way. And that's why I'm so passionate about turmeric and tequila and speaking and, and the spoken word, because I, I deeply believe that conversation and communication is our key to a better world. And there's, there's deep power in that. And, people are actually listening. Right, right. I couldn't
1: agree with you more. All about the
0: listening. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah, it it is. is. Exactly. I will tell you though, my college coach is like, yo, you don't listen. And I was like, what? Because I, I didn't really get it yet. And like you said, we, there's things you just have to like grow up and learn. And I was never great with it. I was a good kid. Like that's why I'm an entrepreneur. I, I love, you know, give me the work. We'll do it. You don't need to micromanage me. Uh, But telling me what to do is it's a very hard concept that I'm still trying to embrace. Uh, But that's why you just build a business and do it your way, (laughs) but pack a helmet. Um, And it it sounds like you were really good at, even though your control and uh, or perfection was a piece, it sounds. Like you were okay taking these leaps like like the skiing metaphor of jump because these are very different industries while there's a through line there's some like power in the leaps you are making yes you're, you're you know people have always said to me oh my god that's the
1: bravest thing or yeah how did you do that i mean <clears throat> One day I was in the, you know, I, after costumes, I would, well, when I was doing costumes, I had gone to meet some friends of mine for lunch. Uh, The circus was at Madison Square Garden, which is in the heart of Manhattan Island. And uh, the garment center is right around that area. And I was meeting my friends for lunch. And there I was walking across the street and a clown in full regalia, the orange wig, the big nose, the floppy shoes comes running across the street. Yes. I nearly died because here I was walking with a bunch of suits and it just threw me for a loop. And they said, Oh my God, you you were like, how did you work for the circus? That's so brave and look where you're going now. And it's just, I never really clicked with that because it just felt like that was where I would go. And I said, that looks really interesting. I would grab onto a nugget and say, let's go with it. So I've had both those plays in my head, organizational perfection, direction, control, and letting go and wild free spirit. And I've learned how to better fuse that and, and flow with it because I think there are times in our life where you need a little bit of both. And I learned yes. to manage that energy and that idea and that inner dialogue <laughs> over
0: the years. Well, you sure. could not have teed up turmeric and tequila any better than you just did. Cause that's literally, <laughs> it's the juxtaposition of being all things. And I, I think we get caught up cause society tells us we're supposed to be the, the suit or we're supposed to be the creative and there's, but humans are fascinatingly complicated with their little beautiful idiosyncrasies that they do that you can't even explain and being all those things that's what's real. So just, Im- I always tell people, embrace the brand. Like that's, you know, you you work out and then you have a beer. Like that's that's you. That's what it is. Um. So I, I think that's amazing. And I maybe that's a goal of mine to have a clown one day. Be like in New York. I feel like you're like the famous person in New York. There's clowns coming after you. And <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: first day basis, Kristen. I mean, it doesn't I love happen it. every day. <laughs> I, too bad that wasn't like the day of like YouTube and TikTok because that'd be a perfect TikTok video. <laughs> just <You bet>. something- <laughs> you bet. Well, tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit about the Big Idea Company. Like how it sounds like we're in the space now where all of this has come to fruition. Tell us about it.
1: So what's really, really interesting is being a de- having a design background. Uh, I was on a project actually at MGM. I was helping them with their Pink Panther brand, bringing it to ready to wear okay. sort of world. And I walked into a room with all of these people sitting at computers, digitally typing away and designing stuff on the computer. And I was like, what is that? And I had to learn it. So I went onto Adobe's website. I found a local teacher. I hired him. I said, you've got four weeks, show me everything about Photoshop, Illustrated, InDesign. I want to learn it all. And I worked through that. All of a sudden, digital became my tool. And that was really a blessing right there because learning digital, things went into graphic design, things we talked about, you know, the internet and doing websites and social media, the onset of and ads and things like that. And again, I just went with that flow of learning the digital space. So I started building logos as a natural progression for a designer. And a lot of my clients, you know, I'd say, okay, so tell me about your company. You know, why did you start it? What's your why? How did you get here? Why do this widget? Why sell this service? And so many clients couldn't answer that question. Yeah. They didn't know. And I I guess instinctively went down this path to say, okay, well, let's unearth this, let's unpack it. And again, that's where my costume design skills came in because we have to unearth the character. What's the essence? I'm not making it up. It's who you are. It's what you are. And again, to your point, it's not what you should be or where you should be going. That's such a stressful word. It's who you are and what you want to be. And working with these brands, it was a really cool experience, which led me to take my design, graphic design business into a branding marketing business. And then okay, we know the brand, we have the logo. Let's create some ads for you. Let's build a website for you. Let's build an email campaign. And one thing just kept leading to the other. My organizational skills and that perfection skills helped me tidy things up in a nice box. And I created, you know, the big idea brand matrix where in one shot I can identify your brand in a few couple. In, present you with this grid matrix so it's easy to follow and you can hand that off to your team and say this is our core message this is where we can go build from there build your 120 campaign ideas that you may be doing or want to do from this one matrix and that kind of has been the trajectory of big idea it's the journey of unearthing what we already are And adding the speaking component to that, again, I can then coach people on how to speak it effectively. Because if you have a great brand and you have a great message, sometimes communicating it is the key. And it could get lost in that whole blur if
0: you're not really effective at communicating. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, I mean, uh, again, uh, a metaphor for everything. You can have the most beautiful or educated or dialed in or uh, whatever it is in your best heart. But if you can't communicate that to the rest of the world, it's lost with with everything else. So that communication piece, again, is so deeply important. And it can come from a business space of this. Is my business is how I monetize things. So I pay my my bills. But really, and for some of my larger corporate clients, this is harder to grasp. And so I love working with grassroots because they do everything and they just kind of get it. Um, But this is how you're useful to the world. This is what makes you happy. And a lot of the conversation is we are here to make money. We're here to do this. But again, our new age, our younger, our startups, they really get it. They're like, yes, this is where I'm most purposeful in this world. And this is how I make impact. And third, this is how I make money. And I think we have to like unlearn that we're supposed to do this mode of everything we're supposed to do. And that I think ultimately leads to unhappiness to what do you want to do? Get in your aligned space and then comes the money. Um, do you, do you have, do you have to, is that challenging for some of your clients for them to understand your point of view or do you specifically communicate it in a way to kind of lead them down the right route and and teach them, uh, in a path to let go? Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. A lot of
1: people, you know, it's fear. Yeah. Let, let's take public speaking. Public speaking, more people have a fear of public speaking and a lack of confidence in anything else. And I coach you through playing games, games that teach you how to speak, speak without thinking. Now, that sounds completely contradictory, but the truth is, in an organic self, I'm not teaching you how to speak. You know how to speak. You talk to your family, you talk, Online in this interview, you talk business. We don't teach each other how to speak, and we don't have a plan every time we're going to speak, like a script. Like you don't get up in the morning and say, you know, what's my script for talking to my kids, or what's the script for, you know, going into the office when we did those kinds of things. The truth is, it's how can you speak freely and openly, and enjoy it. And it's hard sometimes to work with clients in the marketing capacity where they're, they either want instant results. I want a million followers, you know, this whole thing about Instagram and the perfection, perfect look and this and that. And the other thing, the truth is, and this is very hard to get people to really accept is that better to have 10 amazing listeners that are in your tribe that align with you. They're going to work for you, support you, and help you grow because they're going to share your your energy and excitement and buy into what you're doing than have a hundred people or a thousand people or two thousand people that don't know a lick about you and are just there for a click event, you know, result. It's all about that that deeper connection. So that and working with them to understand it's fun. You can enjoy this. You can love this. And that energy, that belief, that confidence, Will carry you to get to those
0: 1,000, 2,000, a million followers over time. Yes. Amen. I that I agree with you on so many levels and I can't tell you how many times I have had that conversation. I've had it again, we've had it again. And I think that's where we, you know, you and I get very intentional on who we work with because some people, you know, it's just going to be a certain thing and you're never going to convert the mindset and that's okay. Um but there are people that are open to it and I again, I, our young humans they are exposed to this world. They've grown up with Instagram and you know, business we have algorithms, we have measurables, we have KPIs and blah 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 but I'm completely with you. There's not, not everything is measurable. I just did a podcast on life is a game of reps and it's all the thing in between that you can't count. Like you don't get a stat for leadership or heart or or hustle or any of these things, but those are the things that carry you through. And if you truly can't understand that it's if you have a bunch of naked pictures and somebody has all these followers, that's great. But if she's selling a or he is selling a product, protein pouch or product or whatever, most people aren't going to buy it because it's a bunch of basement creepers just looking at naked photos. It's not about conversion. And for companies, like I, it's still hard for me to explain that it's get your small tribe. And podcasting, I've been watching a ton of the business side small, small engagement. However, the conversion rate is like 30%, meaning of your listeners, 30% of them will listen to what you're saying and take action on what you're suggesting. And that's remarkable. So I do think there's shift. And I don't know if you've seen this at, I'm, I am having that conversation less and less. I do think even bigger companies, like I'm talking like old school, like Coca-Cola and Gatorade and these guys that have done something a certain way forever. And they've worked with their certain market agencies and their certain people forever. And they've done things a certain way. I think even though, those companies are starting to shift. Um, Have you seen that conversation change over time? Do you feel like you're having it less and less and people like are starting to understand that? Well, it's
1: interesting because I'm certainly, I agree with you. I've seen it a lot with bigger companies realizing we have to do something. One is because it isn't the same old, same old. And young people, as you said, are on the scene. They have different demands, different needs, different wants. And if they're part of the future, which Mm they're, How do we change our message or how do we adapt or how do we engage them and bring them into the conversation without offending them or, you know, distancing ourselves from them for, for, from an old message or coming off sounding tone deaf or all of a sudden we've had this old message and now all of a sudden we're like, hey, we're hip, we're cool. Let's get to it. How can it be authentic and honest? So it takes a lot of soul searching on a brand's point of view to, to really go back to their own their in their core messaging who they are and how can they reinterpret that or engage with new young audiences uh because we're all here for the long run and we you know there's a generation that's going to be passing it off to the younger generation and if you want longevity if you want the company to survive you have got to reach out and bring those people in for sure i wouldn't say it's an easy an easy discussion or an easy thing to change that mindset and flip around. But I do believe, especially in COVID, with the world we're in today, we were forced to have different behaviors. We were forced to change the way we do things. And I think even the biggest companies and even the individual clients are a little more receptive to say, I know I have to do it different. And they're a little more open, which has, yes, been a pathway for me to just Go in, especially with with public speaking. I'm online. I'm on air. I'm in a webinar. I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing presentations all day long on the internet. How can I be more impacting with my words and my presentation and my ideas?
0: Yeah, I. That's great to hear, and I I have experienced something similar. And I I think the beautiful piece is that authenticity is king. And as you look at your journey and you reflect, you know, costume design leads to creativity, leads to speaking and ski jumping comes in. Like you look at this beautiful path that has led you exactly to where you are and it's authentic. So when you sit down and you speak and you can see and people can feel that. And again, our young humans, we've grown up or I should say they, not we, <laughs> they have grown up with Instagram and uh, you know all this transparency in this world. And it's, it's too much information in my perspective but it is what it is, that's the reality. So they know how to filter it out. So if older traditional companies don't come through even if it's not their heart space, they know the bottom lines to be impacted. The young consumer will not consume because it's not authentic. So I think it's a beautiful opportunity for companies like ours to come through and say, we're here, we've got your hand, we'll help you. And if it's not a fit, you know, next case, Uh, but it's, there's opportunity for people that are doing it the quote unquote right way. I will say the authentic way to come to the light and help usher in a better way, a better voice. And by better, I mean, more authentic, more real and into a happier space. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, when we are our true selves,
1: when we speak our truth, which some of us hide behind. I mean, you know, I certainly did. I mean, I always wanted to be an entertainer and I just didn't have the impetus to go out there. I was fearful. And my first time on stage, I froze. I froze and that, you know, I lost my train of thought. I blacked out. I couldn't, not blacked out, fell out, but I blanked out and didn't remember my lines. And it was like, it was so traumatizing that, you know, costume was behind the scenes. I was behind a guarded, you know, mask, or I was a persona. But the truth is, when we reveal our truth, when we work through our truth, not only are we honest with ourselves and feel good about it and confident, but even more so because that's how we connect people. Because somebody in your audience is going to say, that was me. Oh, my God. I did that. I had that experience. Now maybe not everybody had a clam rushing them but <laughs> they certainly had that fear, that sense of fear or or not knowing what to do or you know not knowing where my next career choice was going to come from or had that transition or had that incident or that pain or that happiness and joy that's how we connect and share with people and it is through the truthful authentic self
0: of just being honest I think that's huge. And to me, that's vulnerability. And that's hard for, I mean, I think that's why Brene Brown's vulnerability speech was viewed like 10 billion times or whatever. And and when she initially did it, she's like, I don't think anyone's gonna watch this. And that's what catapulted her to, to the fame and space that she is now. And again, thank God we have somebody like her speaking and sharing this. Because it resonates with all of us, and this was not a conversation I had until much later. This was something I would have hoped we would have in middle school curriculum, or maybe even younger. Uh, was there one piece that really helped you, or a skill set, if somebody's listening and they're like, "Well, how do I address my truth, or how do I get more vulnerable?" Is there one like skill set or conversation that helped usher you into that space of, of questioning your own truth and vulnerability?
1: Absolutely, and it was when I started, you know. I would say about, ironically, a couple of years ago, I was doing, I mean, I as a marketer, I'm doing online presentations and I was sitting there going, oh my God, I'm like a talking head. Is it, Are people listening to me? I couldn't tell. Are they on their phone texting? I just didn't know if I was connecting. There was that unknown. And I said, there's got to be a better way to make a presentation online. And this is like, I'm talking 2017, 2018. So I started. I went into Toastmasters and started to learn public speaking to develop that skill ironically on how to speak better online. Well, fast forward to 2020 and we're all online. And I came across this organization called Ultra Speaking and they had a game, this game about how to speak. And it was a card game. And because of uh, you know, COVID, they couldn't go out there. So they introduced it online in a digital format and I jumped in on these classes. And that is when, I'm not kidding you, it was literally last year when all of a sudden this this whole idea of vulnerability was okay, be okay with that through communication. And I loved it and it was fun and I enjoyed speaking and I enjoyed engaging. I've always enjoyed being the person behind the scenes, producing the shows, being the marketer, giving you the message, telling the client what to do, leading people along, dressing the character this was my opportunity to stand out really as a centerpiece in a conversation or the person actually making the presentation. And it was literally at that point that all the pieces sort of fell in line. And I really have to say it was playing those games, becoming a speaking coach for ultra speaking that really made the transition for me to be okay with where I am and enjoy it at the
0: same time. I, I think that's so huge when you, I think when you can go back to having fun and that uh, the, playing the games, doing these simple activities, again, childlike behavior, that the truth does come out and you feel like your young self where the exactly the way you came out, you're good. Uh, Everything you need, you need to know you learned in kindergarten and the person you were in kindergarten is all you need to be like, that's, it's kind of this crazy. I don't want to say digress, but you have to just go back and reflect and, embrace it embrace what it is and in this transparent world that we're in when you are having fun and, and you truly enjoy it people see it they hear it they feel it it's authentic and they're drawn in and I don't like using this term but they're sold they're, they buy into whatever you are selling and when it comes from heart space and it comes from truth that's again how we ultimately connect so the sale and everything else becomes second um I don't, it's, it's, uh, and and I love that you said this just happened. And I think for anyone that's listening, it doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, where you are in your journey, or however you think young and old, uh, whatever that means to you, all of these things really do take time. So I think it's important for people to provide themselves with some space and grace to just know, like, maybe I'm not all the way there yet. There's all these, this pressure on our young humans to have it figured out at high school and then college. And, and I look now at 18 year olds, I'm like, oh my God. Like, wow, you got, just enjoy this right now. There's so much to come. I, I, I can't even explain to young people, like, just breathe, like, just enjoy where it's at. Um, it, it is, I don't know what you're t- the average person, um, that you're speaking to or a client, but it, would you have a specific message to our young humans that are yet to even embark on any of this process we're talking about?
1: Absolutely. That was me. That is me. I am that perfectionist. (laughs) I had, had it all figured out. I had tremendous pressure on myself to perform and to be that person. And that's okay. It's not a bad quality. It really isn't. But we have to incorporate the breath. And you said that. I would say bring in the breath. Take that deep breath, even with public speaking, to just let everything digest. And we don't have to worry about our task list that's 50 line items long. It's about managing our energy and the breath helps us do that. And that is really where I've come to take all of this pressure, all of this intensity. It's still who I am. I'm never going to give that up, but yes, years, you take years to build up your neuroses, your behaviors, whatever you have, you're not going to pack it in two minutes, but the breath will help you get there and it's taking a lifetime of a career and bringing me to a new place and not always having the answers and not always having it figured out yeah that is one thing i would give the young listeners today and any age listeners
0: yeah for that matter there is um we ironically discussed a line on my website I say Botox wrinkles and embrace the scars or highlight the scars. Um, because A, I'm here for Botox. That's, I'll put it into universe. I, I hope that they sponsor my show one day or we have some sort of strategic partnership. And we talk all about, I, do, I did a whole cast on the inner beauty versus the outer beauty. The outer is just surface level. So don't dig too deep into that. But the point is you manage what you can and can, can control your mindset, your nutrition, your exercise, what have you. And then then embrace everything that's knocked you down along the way. And every scar that you carry, go with it. Like understand as, as both of us have reflected on our journey, it's like, damn, I didn't plan any of this. And look how perfectly it aligned us to be exactly where we are right now. And I think there's, when you can reflect on it and, and, and have gratitude for it. For me, that's helped me let go of this idea of perfection or pressure of where do I need to be? You know, I'm, I'm 40. I need to have this done. And da, da, da. it's like, well, shit, when I look back and I looked at all the stuff that I didn't plan and that helps me get exactly where I'm at, that well, that's kind of nice. Maybe I can take a breath and just breathe. Um, is there anything that, that you do that constantly where you check in and you're like, oh, I'm getting stressed out? Like, this, this is more than I want to be, that you take a step back? And is there some practice that helps you kind of reflect and, and, and let go of that control? Absolutely. So, as an athlete, you and many listeners
1: could understand what being in the zone is like. You're having like an outer body of experience, and the mind, the body, everything just works seamlessly in whatever you're doing. You're not thinking right letting go is so important and so i've been a yogi for decades but it was the transition maybe 10 years into my practice that all of a sudden i was like it's not just on my mat it's that breath it's that intense meditation that that being present being in that zone not just for a sport but for my work for my friends for my family and i really figured out that taking yoga off the mat, being that aware person, taking, you know, in stride has really served me. And I was able to bring it more and more into other areas of my life. And that really was a huge transition. And the idea being that not only is the breath very powerful, But we're always a student, and especially to the young listeners who are really, you know, trying to figure it all out. We are a student to the very end, to the very end of our lives, if we choose that ideology. So just always want to learn, always ask the questions, always know we don't always have the answers. It's okay to say, I don't know. Enrich me, tell me, share with me. So those things come in and that's from a yoga practice, a breathing practice, and just putting it all together and being open up and and it just, you
0: will be surprised at how you will grow and what you will discover. I know I have. I completely agree. I think continuous learning is the best Botox. That's how you stay young. And there was like a study, they, they they um the Blue Zones, I don't know if you've read the book, it's also like a cookbook. They've studied all the zones of the world where people live the longest and there was like five or six commonalities. And it was like community, diet, nutrition, um, spirituality and all these things. And most of those, the humans that lived the longest were still working or still part of the community or leaders or shaman because they were continuously learning and educating and evolving. And I think you said that so beautifully, like as long as you keep your heart and your mind open and you continuously learn, that will keep you alive and not just living, like thriving uh, and, and being part of things. Um, that's that's an, in, an incredible through line. I'm glad you said that. We have about five minutes. I always wish we had more time on these, but I wanna make sure, is there anything else you wanna highlight or talk about? I, you have a wealth of knowledge and experience and I, I, I'm disappointed we don't have more time because I wanna unpack so much more, but I wanna make sure you've shared all the messages you wanna share. So feel free to to jump in and, and let me know what, what we need to know here. Oh,
1: that's great, Kristen. I would say, just be curious, stay curious. You can have a good mindset. You can have things figured out, put it all together and just continue to be curious. It's what got me to not only have this journey that I had from design to branding to identity to speaking, but all those different paths of my career, that journey, not only was like curious, but by being curious, saying the word puts a smile on my face. I enjoyed it all along. And when I didn't enjoy it, when I stopped enjoying it, I found a way to be more curious. And speaking, public speaking, communicating our message, being content with that, and or I shouldn't say content, that's not a good word, but it's being happy about that and having the message, understanding who you are and what your message is, is something that you must have, you absolutely must have to go out in the world and be honest and truthful and show up as yourself. And that probably is my most exciting is not only helping people unearth those messages and how to say it, but also collaborating with the youth and people of all cultures and ages from all over the world to say, this is where we're
0: all alike. And this is how we can all grow together and share ideas. Oh, man, as the president listening to our future president-elect, our leaders, our communicators, our religion, that's that's what we need right there, is that that common to let go of our differences. I know this sounds like a cliche Hallmark card, but letting go of our differences and really embracing our commonalities, because there is so much uh, that we do have in, in common with, I mean, vulnerability and curiosity, and these are all just it sounds like a kindergarten class, not in the simplistic. It's it. These are questions we had as a kiddo and something we've really got to lean back into. Um, tell me, tell me anything. Do you have anything coming up? Where do we find you? Like, how, how do we get in touch with Shelly?
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm on LinkedIn, Shelly Goldstein. And I also can be found at ultraspeaking.com as a coach. And I could also be found at big It's a blog that I'm excited to say I've had for a long time, but I haven't done it well. I haven't done it a lot, I should say. And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to build it. And I'm putting all my thoughts and all my ideas and all my weird little stories on there. And I'm excited if you would join, anybody wants to join and find me there and watch me evolve
0: as I go through that. You'll grow with me. Those are the best places to find me. I love it. Check Shelly out. And I love that you left the imperfect pieces. I did that with this podcast because I'm not a technical person. I'm learning the audio and all the things. So the beginning, the start of some of these, like the early shows, ooh, it's it's a little rough, but I left all of it in there. I don't edit a ton and some people hate that too as well, but we're letting it be as so people can see the true journey from A to B to C all the way to Z and hopefully Z continues. Uh, so I, I love that you did that, but I love your message. I genuinely appreciate your energy and I'm so inspired that there. Are, I'm reaffirmed that there are humans like you in this world seeking a better way personally so they can be more useful um, and impactful on a universal level, because man, does this world need it and you are right on time.
1: Well, thank you, Kristen. I've had such a great time today Really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to having a shot of tequila with a pinch of
0: turmeric at the end of the day to celebrate all of this. Yes, there is an, a phenomenal turmeric and tequila uh, margarita, and I've posted a few on on the on our Instagram. But there there is like a good uh, balance there. That's it's an actual drink, and it's pretty darn tasty. So you can have balance in a glass, as I say. <laughs> I'm all over it. I love it. All right, cheers! We'll catch you in the big room. Thank you so much, and I look forward to connecting in the future. Likewise, Kristen, thank you and thank your listeners today. Thanks, Ellie.
1: Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.